With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It's time to strap our boots on. This is the perfect day to die. Wipe the blood out of our eyes. In this life, there's no surrender. And there's nothing left for us to do. Find the strength to see this through. Uh, we'll get you into the show, but uh, let's go ahead and 
Uh, welcome, Tim. Uh, thank you very much, Tim, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Great, great. Thanks for having me. Good to be here. Uh, good, good to have you on. So it's hard to believe that January 6th uh, was probably even more so for yourself for, from what your experience is that you're going to you know, tell us about tonight is, I mean, it's already been over a year uh, since then, I mean, a year and, um, you know, a couple months now, and it's something that they're still talking about, and I, and I have a feeling closer we get to the uh, the primary election in November, I think the Democrats are going to be talking more and more about it uh, to try to, you know, swing things their way from this uh, red reckoning uh, that I think is, is coming uh, this November. Uh, but I'd like to you know, have... start off by just give us kind of a little background in, uh, on yourself, Tim, and then you know how you ended up getting involved and in, in what happened with you down there uh, on January 7th at the, uh, at the Capitol. All right. Will do without further ado. Um, basically, I'm born and raised in Dayton, Ohio. I've uh, lived here all my life, and I uh, own a business I have for the last 22 years called I-70 Paintball and airsoft fields and store and basically been uh, giving the kids a fun safe place to play for the last 22 years and uh, making it as affordable as I can and just uh, loving life although I did get a little discouraged there um, federal government the way they the way things were it seemed like they were being run so I got together with a friend of mine, and and uh, we started a show on Patriot Soapbox 24/7, which uh, used to be on YouTube. A little too much truth for them on YouTube, I think. So now it's uh, on now it's on D Live. But uh, I do a Patriot show every Monday, Wednesday, and every other Friday, 9 p.m. to 11, and just uh, basically kind of expose some of the lies that we've all been uh, conditioned with. So um, not too not too far off from what you do here, from uh, the little bit of research that I've done, but just try to expose the uh, hypocrisy. And, and my co-host is Canadian, so we got kind of a multi-thing uh, and – Basically, that's what got me into it, and I knew that uh, right after the election, when Trump lost, that uh, it was definitely rigged. There's no way that Biden got that many votes, and I mean, since then, doing research and digging, uh, have found out that there's probably 25 different ways that they cheated throughout the election, from fractional reserve voting to just downright stuff in the ballot box with, uh, with hell, some of them aren't even good, good ballots, but they still counted them anyway. And I knew something was wrong. So when uh, January 6th rolled around, I decided to get over with my co-host and said, I'm going to go there and video. So I went there pretty much to just document the day. I was armed with a couple GoPros and a bunch of batteries and went there. 
Um, went to the eclipse, got a hotel room, went to the eclipse the morning of the 6th, and the sound was really bad as far as uh, the speakers. It was reverbing from speaker to speaker, and uh, I told my buddy that uh, I happened to see there, I said, hey, let's just walk down to the Capitol, and we'll just be the first in line, and that's literally what ended up happening. Um, We were just right there in the front, and every 15, 20 minutes, I would just take my uh, GoPro up on a telescoping selfie stick and spin around and take a picture of the crowd building. And it seems like uh, it started filling up and getting a little fuller. Trump was still talking because I still had him on the radio. And the first barricade that I that I approached was just some fencing and uh, like bike racks. And we were just standing there and was there for probably quite a while. And then I did notice a guy in a a uh, suit and tie kind of up in the front row. And I thought, well, that's kind of out of character for a Trump rally, a suit and tie like that. And then a couple minutes later, a guy um, walks up to that very same spot and splits the barricade, pushes them open, and then the crowd behind it just kind of pushed forward to the next uh, snow fence and barricade. And uh, it was pretty much nowhere to go when there's hundreds of people behind you going forward. So at that point, I felt a little helpless. And then we're kind of smushed up into a smaller area against the snow fence and the the uh, three young uh, Capitol Police people. Uh, there was three girls and a guy, and I think they were all under 21, but... I'm like, where's your backup? What's going on? And they're like, we don't know. And uh, at that point, I was just worried about them. I'm like, stand back, because if this if this thing tips over, you don't want to be crushed underneath it, because the they were just a sheer amount of people pushing behind me. Uh, I just got a little claustrophobic feeling and whatnot. And uh, sure enough, they pushed that second fence over in a few minutes, and point I got out to the side because I didn't like that feeling and uh, I stood on the side and let I don't know seven eight hundred people go in front of me um, at that time I just slowly walked up to the next barrier that they were at about the time I got to that barrier uh, the cops had retreated again and set up another barrier and I saw a Getty photographer walking, so I figured, well, I'm I'm with the press also, independent press. So I just walked with him and got up to the uh, basically a corner in the front row. And officer came over, and uh, there was we were at the top of the stairs, and he's like, "Don't go back through here." And I'm like, "We're not we're not rushing. I'm I'm just here filming." And uh, my buddy goes, we'll block the stairs so nobody gets through here. And he goes, okay, because I'm needed down below. So he goes down below, and I'm videoing at this time. There's maybe a couple people jawing with the officers, but 99% of the people were pretty much peaceful at this time. 
And uh, I was just videoing the different uh, happenings going on with the crowd and the chants. Then it took a turn for the worse. It seemed like they were shooting mace balls into the middle of the crowd from the top. Um, and shortly after that, I why, why did they start the, shooting uh, mace balls? Why did they start shooting mace balls into the crowd? I think to instigate them more or less. Right, let me back up a little bit. A couple minutes before they, the, before they launched the uh, mace balls, I saw the head guy who was in, uh, in white, the big muscle guy who was in charge of it, and he came out into the audience. I call it an audience um, crowd and went about five or six people deep and had maybe two or three words with these older gentlemen that kind of looked like they were dressed in, uh, they definitely had a plate carrier and stuff like that. They looked like they were a little more like uh, law enforcement type just due to some of their gear or ex-military maybe even. Basically, um, I thought, wow, that was kind of weird. And then he went back. And he talked to his, I believe it was a black lieutenant, and the lieutenant came to the front line and told all the officers, spray mace when we tell you on the radio. Only spray mace when we tell you on the radio. And I thought, man, that's weird. You'd think that they would spray mace. If they had a jerk in front of them, they would spray him and it would be over with. But uh, to be on the radio, that didn't really make sense, at least not to, not at that time. So then they shoot a couple mace balls out into the middle of the audience and uh, I saw an old lady get hit with one and it kind of ticked me off because the mace balls are they'll put your eye out in a heartbeat Um, me being around the paintball industry I know what a paintball especially one that's about as hard as a cd case the plastic um with a little bit of pepper spray inside it because that was basically the type they were using. Um, I know how hard that has to hit. They have to crank up the guns quite a bit for it to even break. And if you don't have a mask on, it could definitely, you know, put an eye out. So I was a little upset that they started doing that. And it wasn't a couple seconds later that they lobbed these percussion grenades. But the way they did it is, they lobbed them into the middle of the crowd, and that kind of they kept they kept throwing them in the middle, and that made it a V in the crowd where people tried to flee the little the middle area they were targeting. And when that happened, they pushed the front of the crowd pushed a little bit on the police line um, because people were packed in tighter together. And that is the time that they started macing everybody at the exact same time. So it was pretty much just to provoke the situation. Um, it, it was at that point that I saw a yellow smoke grenade go off on the far corner. And I saw that group of gentlemen that he talked to and some others um, kind of beeline towards that yellow smoke and uh, I'll be danged if the uh, the uh, ruckus didn't start right over there on that far right corner. So 
I think that was pretty much a uh, a setup from that standpoint. And then it was shor- shortly after that they did another macing and uh, trying to push the crowd back. And they had five gallon or uh, about five pounds worth of mace in these big fire extinguisher type things. And it was just so thick and everything. But I got maced in the eyes and in the ears. And uh, I just bowed out. Um, That's the first time I've been maced real good. So I was definitely not ready for it. So I peel off and go over to the other side of the building, barely can see, eyes watering like crazy. And uh, I kind of chill out over there. Patriots were handing me water. I mean, there was some nice people. But as I'm kind of over in the uh, casualty area, I look over, and there's some of these people that were dressed in, like, some riot gear and whatnot, uh, like homemade type stuff, or um, not homemade, but they were, they looked like three percenters or something like that, but I don't think they were. Anyway, they were treating their um, their mace with milk, and I thought, who the hell brings milk to a Trump rally? Unless you were actually <laughs> planning on doing that, um, so I guess the milk does help. I don't know. I didn't get any. I didn't ask. I just took some pictures and moved on. And uh, then I went over along the side of the building and just kind of hung out at the side of the building. Um, felt like I ate some hot wings with my face and whole face and my oh eyes my open. So, so I was uh, I was heated up a little bit. Not mad, but I mean just physically the skin burnt and irritated a little bit. Um, so I went through quite a bit of water and got it washed off and was over on the side there and then I hear a window break and I video around the corner and it's a guy in all black breaking this window with this board and and some patriots yell at him and he runs out towards the crowd and then he gets tackled and the uh, Trump supporters have him and the six to eight police come over at least six and then I think a couple more came and uh, they Stand up the two guys. Actually, they just stood up the Trump supporter, and the other guy just scurried off into the crowd, um, never to be seen again, and they questioned the Trump supporter. And I'm like, whoa, that was – why wouldn't they get the guy that hit and broke the window? So it was – that was another thing now that I look back on it that was like, damn, that was weird. Well, it wasn't weird. It was just a setup. They were – Everybody was in on it but us, Trump supporters. Um, We were clueless. Um, At that point, I'm like, I go up to the stairs because I want, there's a crowd forming out over the parking lot area. So I'm like, I'm going to go up to the front of them stairs. I bet that'd make a neat picture. So I go up to the stairs and I take a picture or two and I'm standing there. And right as I'm standing there, I hear the electronically sealed doors unlock. And I'm about 15 people away from them. And there's no way I could go the other direction at all because everybody was headed through that door. Um, A big mosh pit of human flesh going through that door 
once you got through the door, it was okay. I just went to the side and hung out. Um, but I did not want to be in that building. So I just videoed my time in there and that, that building just feels evil. The rotunda is the only place I really went. I did look for one exit, um, and didn't find one. So I just went back to the rotunda, hung out on a bench for about 15, 20 minutes till the crowd died down and then, uh, made my way back out the door. But as I'm walking out the door, I hear, uh, this gentleman next to me goes, some lady just got shot in there. And I go, what do you mean? So basically he told me the Ashley Babbitt story um, as we were walking out of there. Yeah, that's takes me off and nothing's going to happen to that. Nothing's going to happen to that guy who did it either. Not a damn thing. He'll uh, skate. They always skate, it seems like. We need to start holding them accountable. Now's the time, it seems like. Um, So basically – I I got my paper here. They got me for two felonies and four misdemeanors. Um, 18 USC 23 or uh, 231 civil disorder. They've got me for obstruction of an official proceeding, which we'll get back to that one. Entering and remaining in a restricted building or grounds, disorderly or disruptive conduct in a restricted building or grounds, disorderly conduct in a Capitol building, parading, demonstrating, or picketing in a Capitol building. So basically they threw the book at me there. It seems like it's five different trespassing charges, but yeah. So I'm currently looking at about 47 years and 750,000 in fines. That's ridiculous. You get murderers who don't even get that much. Yeah. I do have a uh, what So with the footage we got back um after I left the stairs I'll finish my day real quick. After I left the stairs I headed back to my apartment or hotel room my buddy came in a little bit later and i'm watching uh he stayed on the other side and videoed and i went on the other side and videoed and he uh he goes it got crazy over there so i'm watching it on the news and i didn't even know that all that melee took place um because i got sprayed in the eyes so early and had to leave that side um so I had no idea that any of that uh, broke into as big a ruckus as it did. But there's, uh, I mean, we got footage of uh, an old lady in a red coat was uh, there with her older husband, and somebody took a flag and pushed her in the back towards these police officers. And one one officer caught her. And then the other officer came over with his baton stick and just cracked her and broke her jaw. And then that started really? a big ruckus. Under, yeah. And uh, so there was there was some uh, there was some bad apples planted there today. That's for sure. So we get back and my buddy's like, "Damn, we got footage." And and 
we started looking at the footage and some of the stuff didn't add up right. Like we had these people wearing their hats funny, like they would wear a, a uh, stocking cap and then a baseball hat over it or just, just didn't look right. Brand new gear that says Trump on it. Um, but we later, when, when we started uh, looking at the film a little more, we kind of saw where they were grouping together before it all started. So it's pretty interesting, but it was definitely, I'm guessing about 150 Antifa dressed up as Trump supporters that did most of the damage. Um, personally didn't touch any cops, would never ever touch cops. Um, didn't break anything. Didn't just, I took an unauthorized tour for a little while and then, uh, documented that on film and then left. But um, it was pretty mellow in there. I even saw uh, the senator from Alaska um, walked out right in front of me. So I'm thinking, and then she gets on her Twitter 20 minutes later and says how scared and dangerous it was. And I'm like, she walked out right in front of me, man, without a bodyguard or anything. She just walked out. And uh, Lisa Murkowski. And uh, so I put that, I put that picture up on Eight uh, Chan so that they can uh, start debunking some of that stuff. But uh, it was definitely set up from, I don't know, from the high ups, if you ask me. Um, I do have a working theory that there was maybe 10 senators going to object to the state's counts, throw it back to the states and let them recount and see if there was any fraud. And the Nancy Pelosi is in charge of the security at that building, the Capitol, and she refused Trump's 10,000 extra troops. I believe uh, Trump found out about the plot in and uh, wanted to send troops so nothing could happen. She refused those so something could happen. Um, it was just pretty orchestrated the way they led us right up the led the uh, crowd right up the uh, the front of the building and whatnot. Now that I look back at it all and uh, can recap, but let's see. So now I get home and my buddy's like, we should make a movie and uh, a documentary explaining it. So we he made a trailer and it's at uh, redpillroadshow.com, just all spelled out one word. And it's about a three, two minute trailer. And I played that on my show on a Monday. And on Wednesday, I was arrested by the FBI. So they things that make you say, um, "Hmm, huh, Tim?" Yeah, and then they wanted my. We we need your computer, your laptop, your phones, and some clothing you were wearing that day. And uh, they searched my house for about four hours. There was uh, wow. twelve of them. They arrested me at gunpoint. They had. Uh, M16s and the whole whole uh, body armor on and everything. There was an emergency room doctor 
in the street, down the street in a car in case there was a shootout. They were evidently expecting some shootout or something, which was kind of weird. But um, so they re- they did kind of want to shoot my dog there for uh, just they did seem trigger happy on wanting to kill my dog. Um, so my wife demanded that the, she opened the blind and she's like, just watch me. I'll go put him out back because they were going to shoot him. And it's a 170-pound Akita. So um, they didn't want to put up with that, evidently. The guy's beating on the door. I'm in handcuffs in the middle of the yard. It's raining. And he's like, your dog won't calm down. I go, you're beating on the door. So so I'm like, let her take him out back. So she, she took him out back, and then they stormed the house, and I was off to jail. Local cops took me to jail. They're like, they didn't really know what was going on. Hell, they're all my buddies anyway. I know most of them um, in a small town. And I do work for their uh, pepper ball guns and whatnot. So I've met most of them. Um, so the FBI comes in and asks me for a statement. I just said I was pressed there that day and that uh, I'd like to have a lawyer. And then I went downtown. The FBI dropped me off at the marshal's office. They uh, fingerprinted me and did a quick interview. And I was out the same. I was lucky. I got out the same day. I think it's because I had a history here. My house was paid for, and I have a business um, because they let me out on my own recognizance. So. That's that's basically that. Now I'm I have been going to court uh, via Zoom, and I'm wondering if I may if I can raise enough funds to to afford a private representation. Um, right now I have a court appointed public defender in D.C., so I'd possibly like to examine those avenues um, at the redpillroadshow.com once you watch that video down below is my name and you can click there and there is a uh, goes to a give send go account where I'm currently trying to raise some funds for proper representation possibly but uh, other than that yeah. I urge yeah. your I urge your listeners to uh, Watch that video and uh, let me know what you think. Yeah, I've seen it, and I've seen where there were, you know, when someone did lob, and you outlined it, you know, lob that grenade into the crowd. And, you know, I've got some, some, some questions myself, but we do got uh, some callers in here. And first we got Kelly. Uh, thank you very much, Kelly, for coming to the show. How are you tonight? Oh, I'm doing good. We're about 70 degrees here in Northern California. And uh, listening, and I'm like, wow. Um, I got a few questions, and then I'm sure other people have suggested uh, certain suspicions, but I want to get to them later. But So you were pressed. You were at the door. You heard the electronic door unlock. And by the way, thanks for coming on the show and, and just sharing your difficulties here. Um, so you were at the door. You heard the electronic door lock, so it opened up. And then there were people behind you that were, would you say they were pushing you and it was just a 
a thing that happened where people were pushed into the building? Yeah. Did, did I hear was, you right? Yeah, I don't think I could have gone any other direction but in. Um, it was just so you didn't that have much congested. of a choice. No, not really. That's that's why I kind of had a bad feeling as soon as I got in. Um, and then I, I immediately tried to go back out, but it was it was a no-brainer because they were just – they were getting peeled in that door. Um, basically, I'm at that door. I don't know if the people have seen the clip where the guy walks up to the door and they – the cop – or they look at the camera system and then they point at the door and then he, they – somebody in the control room unlocks it because uh, those doors are electronically sealed. So they have to be released at, at certain locations. Wow. Wow. And you, um, you, it's just like, a, if you got put in a pipe and water flowing, if you will, you don't have much control. And so you're in the building. How long would you say you were in the building? Man, I don't know. Time time is weird. I would say maybe 20 minutes, but I don't know. Time was kind of weird with the loud noises and the uh, because the the smoke alarms were going off. Although there was no smoke, it was just from the CS spray. Um, But not 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 super long that I. I mean, I sat down on a bench and waited till the door, till I saw a little bit of let up, and then I just uh, kind of made my way toward the door and squeezed out. But I didn't so really number, time it. I, I don't know. Okay. I'd so say under 100 minutes. Okay, so under half an hour. So you sat down on a bench as people are still pouring in, right? So finally when there was an opening, you got out. Is that kind of what happened? Pretty much. Pretty much. So even if you would have wanted to get out, you know, a good Which defense I did. attorney would, yeah. You wanted to get out. You you didn't want to be in there. You got pushed in there. And then, say, 20 minutes, you sat on a bench waiting, then the opportunity came, and you left. And then you went back to your hotel room. Uh, and then you went through this arrest in 47, 40-some years, plus a huge fine they're threatening. It's It looks like political theater to me. Have you studied the Kent State um, riot where the National Guard shooted, shot a, a bunch of, of college students? No, but I'm being born and raised in Ohio. I've heard plenty about it. Oh, okay, because I remember hearing this, and you might want to check. The infiltrators, well, there's a story down in Southern California, the milk police, the milk police. A farmer was bringing unpasteurized milk to a farmer's market and selling it. And there was a couple of FBI agents that infiltrated, gained his trust, and he got arrested. And then the people testifying, uh, he thought they were his friends. Um, that was an interesting story. The FBI comes in and plants and sets things up to turn everyday citizens into criminals. So then there was uh, more recently the Michigan, uh, those, those knuckleheads who tried to arrest the governor. They were claiming, and I heard this on uh public radio, which I rarely ever listen to. It just happened the news. But they said that the defendants are claiming that there's FBI infiltrators trying to um, convince the, the the team to to blow up a bridge. And then that wild refuge up in Oregon um, that they over they overtook the building, you know, 
of the FBI people yeah. left. So you have this. I think that, well, yeah, you have FBI infiltrating and motivating people to do things combined with the socialist tactics of, like with Kent State, for those who may not be familiar, familiar some people, they were basically communists. They erected a, a rope, and curious students, just curious, are walking back and forth, minding their own business, their own day, whatever. And, oh, what's this? And a bunch of students got behind the rope. They were innocent. And then a bunch of communists get behind those students, and it was like at the count of three, they dropped the rope, and people in the back pushed the crowd towards the National Guard. The National Guard opened fire. So I am highly, highly suspicious this is an Antifa FBI um, press job to prevent Trump from ever winning again. I mean, this is this – is, are you familiar with these tactics that, that the communists do? Yeah, I would say you pretty much nailed it there. I think the FBI's sole mission is to cover up crimes for the New World Order and the Illuminati. I don't think they solve much that they don't actually start. That's just a guess. So they weaponized the FBI against patriots. Like many years ago, it was 2012, the Obama administration was using the IRS to go after um, tax-exempt or 501c3 organizations, Um, you know, the Patriot parties, whatever, Tea parties. And they were weaponizing the Tea Party to go after these people. We had Justin Bennett Thomas on here uh, who was talking about that those years ago. Yeah, so the FBI is not doing their job as far as justice sometimes. Sometimes they're not. And they're weaponizing to go against political opposition. And so I'm glad you're familiar with that because there's got to be some people that are ex or – Retired FBI that would explain very well to a jury. Yeah, um, you know we would do this on a regular basis. Um, in some states, it's illegal to do this, but for whatever reason, they did it. Um, have you had a hearing? Have you seen the, the grand jury indictment? Um. Yeah, I've got some discovery. I believe that was in my discovery. So in your discovery, you got back the actual indictment. Yeah, the grand okay. jury stuff. All right, well, I happen to publish a book on the grand jury, but if you get a good attorney, um, and the grand jury was not composed of a cross-section of the federal district, that's grounds for dismissal. Boom, done. You won't have to go to trial. Roger Roots told me that. He's a professor of law, and he also wrote about the grand jury. So that's one thing. Of course, you go through the testimony and the transcripts, et cetera, on that part of it. Um, eventually, you have uh, – if it continues to go forward, you, you might be fortunate to have a juror that knows about jury nullification on the pettit jury or trial jury, and all it takes is one to say not guilty. Now, regarding a federal public defender, I'm, I'm going to tell you point blank, run from those. Get the money, whatever it takes. I mean, it would be bummer for you to have to mortgage your house, but there's a guy named Dan Smith, and he was selling MMS, Mineral Miracle Supplement, which is sodium chloride, and it's 
it, it does a lot of good for a lot of people. The FDA uh, sent him a letter to stop, and he was in the process of stopping and other stuff. But and and working with the FDA and that's the protocol. Well, they wanted to make a example out of him because this is super cheap and it solves a lot of problems, even malaria, etc. Well, they put him in jail. He, he got convicted for two years, and his public defender, this is what the public defender said, but defense. And most of his time was on house arrest, but obviously MMS and other natural supplements, this is business competition against Big Pharma. They made an example out of him. Talked to him several times. And so um, it, it was shocking and the paralegal that was helping him, the paralegal told him, you got to say, objection, we are putting up a defense. No, he didn't do that because he was trusting in the public defender. So if there is something very afoul, very afoot, and the judge assigns you a public defender who's going to say, we are not putting up a defense, you're toast. I mean, that's yeah, what happened it. to Daniel Smith. Yeah, so you've it. got to have a private attorney. I'll work on that. Hey, thanks for calling. I know he wanted to get to some other callers, but, hey, thanks for calling. Enjoy your weather. <laughs> yeah, and I do. I got um, I have Bill from Indiana on, and uh, we'll bring things back around uh, for you, Kelly, for the roundtable discussion. But let's go ahead and bring in Bill. Thank you very uh, much, Bill, for coming to the show. How are you? Hey, Rob. Good. Hey, Tim. Uh, glad to hear your story. Um, I don't have a whole lot to help you. I mean, to me, everybody knows, we all know what's going on. We all know the swamp. The swamp was corrupted. And when Trump came in, he was talking about, you know, he's going to run the country like a business. <clears throat> and to do that, you got to cut money and, and all these different expenditures. And they know <clears throat> that, you know, the swamp's been, they've been laundering money from our taxes for forever. <clears throat> but anyhow... You know, my, I know somebody who who was there, an ex-cop. I, I can't say who. Um, and they, they they seen they were there, and they seen those buses that you know they say all all of us are conspiracy theorists about. But person seen those four buses, and and seen they were dressed as Trump supporters, and they pulled up and they opened the barricades and let let them go to the front. I mean, that kind of right there would say, hey, yeah, this is obviously a Pelosi setup to, you know, they know they knew Trump supporters weren't going to just bum rush the, the gates and go right on in unless somebody broke in first and got it going. <clears throat> and then, like you say, when they start shooting the uh, pepper spray and all that kind of stuff to uh, get it hyped up even more. So uh, that right there tells me that you know, that's what happens. <clears throat> but on the topic of, they keep saying insurrection, and what I'd like to know <clears throat> is we have every legal right, according to the Constitution, that if our government is corrupted and under attack from enemy foreign or domestic, we have the right to overthrow that government. I mean, that's, that's law. And yet they keep saying it's an insurrection and that it was just like the Trump terrorist. However, our sitting president did nothing wrong. He was under all kinds of false accusations. And he was under attack. So why is nobody saying, hey, wait a minute, 
these people had, if it was an attack, these people did have the right to go in and attack because everybody that was in that Capitol building was a bunch of crooked leftists who are more worried about getting exposed. <clears throat> and and you got to face it, if the government gets found out how much money they've laundered and the swamp gets truly exposed, people people aren't going to go to prison. The, the, the people would be out to hang everybody who, who's in the swamp. So they're, they're fighting, literally fighting for their lives because they know if Trump gets back in and starts exposing the swamp, you know, they're, they're, in, they're done. Yeah, why so, do you think they tried to outlaw lynching now in the, in the 2020s? Yeah. They want to outlaw lynching. They, they've got a bad vibe. Well, exactly. And, and then, and look now, they're pushing more than ever to take people's guns. You know, that's a socialist, communist tax and, and all that. But it's also because they know, that, they know their gooses are cooked. And the thing is, just like this stuff with a, a Biden's boy, you know, <clears throat> you know, there's more truth to the Ukraine deal than, than just plain flat out Putin deciding to take Russia back. I, it's Biden and his son were deep yeah, into that. No, he, yeah, and he went over. He went close. after biolabs. Yeah, and so it's the same thing. It's all still all the swamp. And it's all about the greed and the money, and they they know just like this whole deal, you know. Call me conspiracy theorist, but Epstein didn't kill himself. And Epstein yeah, yeah, made I agree a threat. With that. Yeah, he, he made a threat. He was going to expose a lot of the people in the government. If one goes down, another goes down, another, then they all go down. And then, like I said, there would be a public lynching type thing. So, it's you know, I, I really admire your fight in this. And, and if I were you, uh, I still wouldn't uh, trust a public defender because getting paid by the government through the court system yeah. but still he's getting paid by the government and i said how you know this is he can't he cannot possibly represent me because he's being paid by the government you know i don't know if that would help at yeah, all or not but but yeah, i agree I mean, so i don't know how you can fight the legal matter i'm not i'm not a lawyer or nothing like that i'm just you know, a Christian guy who sees things a little different, and then, uh, like I said, after hearing that stuff, and then you kind of put two and two together, and you, you know, you you watch people, and you can learn from things that they do that exposes them. I mean, and I can yep. look at Pelosi. I look at Pelosi how she's acted through the whole, uh, <clears throat> you know, when when. Trump had a State of the Union, you know, the ripping up of the papers and did everything possible to make, you know, you know, to make him look stupid. And that's what they're fighting for now to keep him from becoming president again, because they know he gets in again, the the radical right, you know, you know that we're all going to be, uh, we're, we're going to be off the blood to see, you know, these, these crooked government people pay. So, like uh, I said, that's about all I yeah. have. I mean, just keep keep up the good fight, and you know, we'll be praying for you and, and all the others. Because you know, we all everybody oh. knows anybody anybody with a soul knows this is a, it's a crooked government greed scandal, and they got found out, and and little by little, the bad part is they're so dumb and they're they're hiding things, they're going to expose themselves. It's just going to take time, 
but how many people like you have to suffer in the meantime? Yeah, I'd definitely take a pardon if Trump got back in. Yeah. I already so mentioned that at one of his rallies, world. so that's, that's my shining yeah. hope. Hey, no, there's uh, a whole bunch of us out there who have signed a petition for you. So, so uh, when I when I mentioned that I had video on my show, I get a letter or an email from Alexandra Pelosi. Says she works on at HBO, and she wants to uh, do a documentary about January Sixers, and would like maybe see my footage and go from there. Now, that's one email, and then she sent me her cell phone number and another email a couple days later. Um, that's, I refuse to answer both of them, but yeah. that's like not even one degree of separation. That's like a half a degree. Yeah, I mean, Her I mom's trust- the one that – oh, you don't. She, you don't trust her at all. No. But I'm just yeah. saying it's pretty damn funny that her mom is in charge of security. I got video that shows crappy security, and then her daughter emails me. Yeah, exactly. Oh, and like I said, she was in <laughs> what's charge the, of security, and the, then she denied what's the it. the of that one? Yeah. Well, you know, she denied the security because she, the the more security she would have there, it'd be harder for them to keep them all in the same loop that hey, let's let some of these people get through. Yeah, it would have never happened. Ones, yeah, the crooked ones would be like, okay, we're going to let these ones go through, but we got to let all the other cops know. So, you know, and they know right. too, many, there'd be too, too many, many others numbers. that would – yeah, there'd be too many others out there who'd be like, "Hey, that's not that's not right. That's not right. I, I signed up to do the right thing," and it would expose them. It's, they're, they're just they're exposing themselves, and they don't even they don't even realize that they're too stupid. And, and uh, you know, it just amazes me how I agree. it's even gone this far. So yeah, I agree. I got about eight more minutes. Thanks for calling. But, no, thank you for your story. And like I said, you got a bunch of us who petitions for you. Good word. Here. Yeah, with the with those eight minutes, Tim, we certainly appreciate. It. We you know, we certainly like to have you back on the show. Tell us a little bit, um, you know, about you know what you what you have going on next. Uh, you know, rebooting your show and and getting that information out. But I mean, yeah, I think that in the right hands, uh, the information that you did document, you know, could certainly do some good in exposing. I mean, of course, that's probably you know one of the reasons why you're in a position that you're in. Uh, you know, because you're going to be exposing this stuff. So, you know, if you want to spend the last seven minutes, you know, talk about that or, you know, whatever else you want to bring up before you have to go, uh, go ahead. All righty, will do. Um, basically, I'll repeat the website. There is uh, www.redpillroadshow, just like it sounds, .com. And then down below that is the uh, link. If you press my name, we'll get you to the donation page. But um, right now, I'm I am checking in to a couple different legal avenues. Um, I did check for lawyers in the beginning, and it was seventy five thousand for the cheapest one, and a hundred thousand for the most expensive one. Um, so the price is a little crazy, but I am looking around for like. Uh, pro bono type stuff from maybe some constitutional lawyers or something 
I'm not too proud. I just don't like to ask for money because it's just not my style. But uh, I guess God makes you face the things you you're scared of. And my my thing is public speaking and and asking others for money. So and now I'm doing both. Um, I've been going to some local tea party events. Uh, I went and spoke, told my story, and uh, I've been kind of going to a few of them and some Republican events and just getting the word out there um, that something just ain't, something don't smell right up in D.C. Most people know they just don't uh, put two and two together. And uh, I try to red pill people three days a week. I've been doing it for four years, ever since Q started uh, dropping on 8Q and or 8chan, sorry. And uh, I do a show Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at dlive.tv slash PSB Patriot Soapbox and uh, just try to try to dig, find the right stories and bring the truth to the people because the normal media establishments are failing miserably at their job of providing truth to the people. So it's up to independents like us to make sure that uh, the truth doesn't fall on deaf ears because there's no one out there to say it. Yeah, that's what we try to do here. Uh on on the show, Tim, is, you know, put information out to, uh, you know, the grassroots that, you know, they, they won't hear in a lot of other places. Yep. Um, let's see. Um, basically, uh, I think that we need to wake up to the corporation that is bankrupt that's running our country and get back to the republic and trump has done that in a bunch of ways i believe um i'm not even sure if biden will make his full term if it seems like if this voter fraud starts coming out uh a the january 6th thing is going to be actually that'll kind of fade away real quick um once we find out there is election fraud I do work with the America Project, and I know they're they've uh, that's Patrick Byrne and General Flynn, and they uh, have been working hard to expose the uh, the voter fraud and whatnot. Mike Lindell also. I think it's coming. I think TrueSocial dot com will be a uh, will be a good site to to. Uh, Kind of take over the Twitter sphere and get truth out there that you're not getting banned by posting. But uh, I urge everybody to try to check out True Social. You can uh, get in line now on an iPhone, but I don't believe it's out for desktop or uh, Android just yet. I think that's coming in about a month. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I don't have an iPhone, but <laughs> yeah, it, it'll be it'll be coming. And then uh, let's see what else. 
I basically just take one day at a time, try to help everybody out um, that I can. Uh, this country could be run so much better if they didn't steal all the money and waste it. It just makes me sick because um, there's plenty of room for the homeless and and the mentally ill. They Basically what they did here in Ohio was they shut all the mental institutions and pushed everybody out on the street. So this has all been designed and planned from years ago, and it's just a little more, a little more, a little more each time. Um, we know COVID was just there to force mail-in voting so they could steal the election. So yep. I think all yeah, that will be had, out uh, in the near future. Yeah, last week, uh, or a couple of weeks ago, rather, uh, we had uh, the gentleman from Arizona uh, on, he's running for Congress, uh, Josh Barnett. Uh, he was also working on um, – you know, the Arizona vote count uh, as well, the audit on the Arizona vote count. But he's, he's running for uh, – he's trying to get on the ballot uh, for Arizona for Congress. Gotcha. Gotcha. Well, um, there's definitely – they cheated in five states for sure, and uh, that was the big ones that they needed to needed to take and uh, – Hopefully it comes out because I don't think I don't know I kind of kind of it seems like we're watching how bad they can be because it just doesn't get any worse and then they they're like hold my beer and uh, it's just like well, a comp and, and I think there's been, yeah and no, I mean I think there's been some tests uh, some tests to see how it worked on a more local level like when you're looking at Matt Bevin in Kentucky. Uh, we, you know, we've had him on the program, you know, as well when he's running for governor. But uh, I mean, well, for his reelection campaign, I mean, I actually, I mean, I've seen video where you're literally seeing votes are swapped, and the Republicans won pretty convincingly, uh, you know, during his, you know, during that, you know, that voting year. And he was like one of the only Republicans not to win reelection or to get elected. So. It's like, wait a minute, everyone else, all these other Republicans get elected in Kentucky, yet Matt Bevin didn't get reelected. So it's kind of hard to believe. I know they want to get rid of him, and I think that might have been a test of, you know, some of their, their, their programs to try to get it done, for, you know, for the national stage. They definitely try to get rid of the squeaky wheel, that's for sure. They need to uh, – we need to have term limits on everything so they can stay the hell out of there. Yeah, I think we're done with the career politicians. I mean, gosh, look how long you know people like Pelosi's been in there. Yeah. Well, I know you sick. got. Uh, it's almost about the top of the hour, uh, and if you got your own uh, program to go to, we certainly uh, you know appreciate you coming in. Uh, so I'm hope to yeah, hear, I'd uh, love to come back. Yeah, certainly. And then good I'd luck with your endeavors, back. and hopefully uh, you can get some more. Because uh, I know you're like at 10 percent of what your goal is. Uh, so hopefully uh, some people will get out there and you know and give you a hand. All righty. Hey, thank you. And uh, just everybody keep the faith. There's more of us than there are of them. And uh, it just keeps getting more exposed every day. So, hey, thank you on that note. God bless. You too. Take care. Thanks. Thank you.
So, yes, yeah, so if I check out uh, the website, they're looking at a little uh, construction there on it, but that is the uh, redpillshow.com. Uh, uh, so we're certainly appreciate them having, you know, having him on. Uh, we are working on having a gentleman uh, who's a writer for The Blaze. I'm sure you are familiar with that publication. Uh, we're looking to have uh, him on in a, in a week or so. Uh, and onto the program, and of course, you know, still, you know, reaching out to other people to, uh, you know, to you know, spend some time here with us. Uh, but Kelly, you know, let's go ahead and uh, bring things back to you. And if you uh, like Bill, we can bring those things around. If you want to make some other comments on uh, Tim here, and also as, a, as kind of a note, is there is uh, the trial for the uh, the Cowboys for Trump founder. Uh, looks like that's coming up. Uh, soon, I got an article here. It's a brief article. I, I won't get into it right now, um, but you can find that at the website at www.bardslogicpoliticaltalk.com, and you can go to the Bard's Logic newsroom uh, to you know see the article, and I'll, I'll read that later. Uh, but go ahead, Kelly. I'm here. Oh, okay. Was that Red uh, Red Pill Road Show dot com? What was his website? This is the redpillroadshow.com, yes. Okay, roadshow.com, okay. Wow, that'll be interesting to watch some of his videos. Um, Why is this happening? I mean, this is terrible. Looks like a frame job, a well-orchestrated, well-planned frame job. It certainly Mm -hmm. stopped um, Congress from recounting the votes in several states. When you get people, when the wrong people get into power, when 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 people use trickery to get into power, and then they get into power, you can't do an investigation. It's like California is our election system is not good. How do you get the California Democratic uh, State House to change something when it's very possible they are benefiting from it greatly? So how do you how do you change things when when the bad people got in into power and they're not going to be fair and they're going to weaponize the government for political uh, persecution? How, how does this is really? I mean, we're lucky we have elections every now and then, but if we have elections that are being manipulated um, and and fraudulent elections, it's frustrating. Um. I have a friend. He's uh, he's liberal, and he uh, he's bought the entire narrative of the January sixth event. He's bought it completely. As so, oh, those Trump people—they're crazy. They're nuts. Trump told them. No, no, Trump didn't tell them that. Hey, we've been friends since college, and I like the guy. We like each other. But it's like he absolutely bought the narrative that was set up. Absolutely bought it, and he's he's. Not thinking with facts, he's thinking with emotions. Because don't you know Trump's a racist? Or that's what they keep saying. And so the facts are gone. Um, He would not even entertain the possibility that something smells fishy here. And it really bothers me. And so I can see, and I've got other liberal friends that will buy this stuff in a heartbeat, in an instant. Whoever did these studies... Because they, the powers that be, the evil people, they have they hire PhDs. They've done all this study. They've looked at the data from what the Nazis gathered in the concentration camps. They have 
and really fine-tune what people will do and what they won't, what people will believe, what won't, what necessary minimum threshold is necessary to get people to believe a narrative that they're pushing and or creating. And so it's 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 that was a well-orchestrated, well-planned thing to from what he, he just told us. You, you take the blockades down, you open the electronic doors. Uh, somebody makes a signal to a camera, then they open the electronic doors. People like it was in Kent State from behind that are Antifa, they push everybody in. And the narrative is, oh, Trump is causing an insurrection. No, he didn't. But it's frightening that people actually will buy this. So spending the time looking at the facts. So what's your... What's your thoughts or any other callers calling in? What what um I'm just curious what what people's thoughts are about this. Well, since uh, we got our caller Bill, Bill, did you want to chime in on that or have any uh statements on that? Uh, he's, I mean, <clears throat> he's exactly right. I mean the like I said, the whole the whole fact is the the corruption in the government has been there for a long, long time, and you get there, you know, you get the politicians, and they get used to bringing home their regular government pay. Some of them learn how to swindle and get other pay, and then what happens, it's just humanity. They they get used to this much money, then they want more, and then family, then they give to their family, their kids, just like little Hunter. You know, they get used to getting spoiled. Well, here, why don't you go here and here and here, and you can work for Daddy. And then that, that it's, it's gone through the government like that forever. Well, then you got people like Pelosi. You know, they push for this, you know, here, let's <clears throat> let's do this construction bill for this whatever's going on. Well, come to find out her husband owns stock or owns a big construction company. There's more money laundered. They they they. It's how it's been forever, and like I said earlier, Trump said a long, long time ago <clears throat> that if he was ever needed to run for president, that he would. He didn't want to, but he knew what was going on with the money. He's been around all the big wig government and celebrities, and and they're all intertwined because it's all about the greed and the money and power, and so. He had enough. He knew the people had enough, and he was going up the swamp. And now it's beyond the fact that, well, if one gets in trouble, we'll just send that one to jail. And, well, what about his that person's family and their friends? Well, they get in trouble too. And then it just starts leaking across to where if I had a million dollars to bet, I would bet a million and one dollars that, the 95% of the government is corrupt. They've been laundering money. They get used to all this extra money. They, just like I said, with with, with Daddy Biden and, and little Hunter, it just seemed awful funny. Hunter and his laptop, all that was all supposed to be lies. He was, he was over there dealing and money laundering from Ukraine and who knows what other things they were doing. And then when it starts to get uh, exposed, suddenly the laptop disappears, um, and suddenly, you know, Biden he had a meeting with Putin, 
next thing you know, Putin wants that part of Russia back. It's just it's just too it's too fishy. I, I bet I bet they're trying to cover something out uh, that they 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 know would expose our government and all their friends and buddies. So it's it's bleeding from one thing to another to another, and soon it's going to run out, and, and they're going to they're going to be exposed, and they know their lives are on the line. It, it all boils down to that. I mean, I'm not I'm not a rocket scientist. I'm not a a big political genius or nothing like that, but just the common man who happens to pay attention and you see how these people are acting, it shows, you know, they're trying to cover something up because they're, they're afraid. And, and, and that's what it all boils down to. And everybody like Tim, you know, everybody like Tim who is a little step in their way, you know, a little, they're going to make examples of and try to keep the fear going. So, that's what that's what it is, and, and what can we do about it? Unless unless you get ninety ninety five percent of the population to say we've had enough, and to actually have the guts to stand up and fight, there's nothing ain't a darn thing going to happen. We're going to be made out to be conspiracy theorists. We're you know we'll be locked up or punished here and there, made examples of, made out to be like we're a bunch of kooks and stuff like that. And then, and then that, and then it goes on and starts all over again. So, until until the people get the guts to stand up and fight, we we have nothing but a socialist government, communist, whatever you want to call it. So yeah, but that's my two cents. But Kelly, do you want to add anything more of that? And um, kind of shifting gears a little bit, we are within the second hour. Is you know, uh, Mikhail, if you want to add anything on that part, I, you know, kind of shift gears to something that, you know, I'm kind of concerned about uh, lately uh, with what's been going on uh, with the Supreme Court. Well, the gentleman's just talking about socialists, and hey, look, if your ideas are so good, then just be it right, right out in the open, and people will adopt. Your ideas. Saul Alinsky wrote the book Rules for Radicals, and in that book he said the ends justify the means, which means lie, cheat, steal, cover up, whatever it takes to get into power for socialism. And that is such an opposite of of Christianity because, you know, what Jesus said in the verdict, um, this then is the verdict. He's talking to Nicodemus. This is in John 3. This then is the verdict. Light has come into the world, but men hated the light because their deeds were evil, and they would not come into the light for fear that their evil deeds would be exposed. But whoever does what is right comes into the light so that it may be, it may be seen plainly that what has been done has been done under the eyes of God. That is the verdict. And you see the contrast with the ends justify the means versus uh, Christianity, which is a lot of the conservatives in, in politics go, obviously, towards the Republicans. And, yes, there are good Democrat congressmen. There are. But who is leading this? And I, I, it's just frustrating. So, again, if socialist policies are so wonderful, then they should be able to take the country by storm, right? 
if they're doing it openly and honestly, though, people don't like socialism, these clandestine techniques. Now, again, switching gears here, one of the things uh, that you've probably heard recently in the news um, is about uh, Joseph Clarence Thomas uh, being hospitalized for an infection, and, and now they're saying how, uh, yeah, he missed three, you know, three days of oral arguments um, and after being hospitalized. Now, you know, I've, I've speculated, and it's purely speculated, speculation that, you know, uh, you know, I, I don't, I don't trust this. It, it would not surprise, you know. I mean, you're already seeing twi- the, the people on the left hoping he dies. I mean, the, the left is so disgusting. Liberals are so disgusting. It, it, it's unbelievable. You know, they, they are. They're like, you know, so you know, they're, they're trying to rush for this guy. The, the, you know, hope, hoping he dies from an infection so that we can have another, you know, you know, liberal judge on the Supreme Court. Which I find it interesting. You know what? I think what the Republicans should do, uh, you know, if something were to happen to them, they get another liberal judge once making the Supreme Court, uh, you know, liberal again, which it really wasn't, hasn't been that much better anyway, in my opinion, lately. Um, but maybe the Republicans should start uh, talking about packing the courts and see how the Democrats like it. Um, but that's it. Yeah, they are these. The, the, you know, I do. I fear for his life because I mean, I don't. I distrust this government so much that I can see them doing something to declare Thomas, so that you know Biden could put another uber liberal, you know, on the bench. I mean, well, I mean, what, what's going to be the criteria now? Let's see. Well, the, the one that's you know going through the nomination process now. Well, she had you know it had to be a, a female, a black female. I mean, what, what's the, you know, what's the next one? Oh, my God. You know what? I guess the next person he's going to have to make sure put on the bench is put a transgender, uh, you know, person on, uh, regardless of their, exactly. their skills or how many times their rulings have been overturned. Exactly what it'll be, trans or, or, or gay, gay um, person of color. I tell you what, our, yeah, we're, we're, if something happens to Clarence Thomas, we, I mean, we're in, we're in trouble. I mean, it is, it is, you know, the, I mean, the nation's already in trouble. I mean, and I think that's why they, they tried so hard to steal the, the election, you know, the way that they did. Um, because we, I mean, because we are, I mean, you, you get another liberal uh, justice on there, and I mean, they'll just, they'll just give up, you know, our, you know, they'll give up our rights. That's for certain. Yeah, they will. I mean, I mean, think about it. seriously. Look, look at the timing of it. Look at the t- you know, look at the timing of uh, uh, you know of, of him coming sick. I mean, I don't, I don't trust. You know, ever since what happened with with COVID, I, I've lost a lot of trust in, in, in our federal government. I really do. <clears throat> it was like when Trump was saying on on the State of the Union. He brought it up for a reason. It wasn't just off the cuff. He was telling everybody, as long as I'm president, America will not be a socialist nation. And you could see the reaction on Pelosi's face and Schumer and all the other ones because that's what they're shooting for because they want to keep their money and their power 
and to keep the rest of us as their slaves, you know, that's that's what it is. And they're gonna they're gonna silence whoever they have to. They'll somebody will get the wrong drug in, in their medical treatment, like that guy you're talking about, and next thing you know, they're dead. And you know, look, everybody knows Epstein didn't kill himself. You know, he was he was he made a threat. He was going to expose a lot of government people, and he got in the way, and he didn't have enough behind him to keep him safe. So I wouldn't doubt that that other guy you're talking about in the hospital, uh, something's going to happen there too. Yeah, and I, you know, and I tell you what, it's, it's awful. You know, it would be awful telling if you know if he was a Democrat, and you know, you know Clarence Thomas feels a Democrat, and you had all these people, you know, wishing ill on him. You know what? You know what they'd all be called? They'd all be called, "Oh, but you're a racist. You must be a racist." You know, it's just, it's just ridiculous. Um, but I yeah. mean, yes, yeah, so, I mean, I, I do have a, a, a true concern. I mean, because frankly, I mean, I think. Uh, you know, you know what was the, the the judge that recently passed away? Um, oh, wait a minute! Before I go, uh, Kelly does have Ruth an update Bader. on the trucker convoy, and we had a gentleman uh, a couple of weeks ago reporting on that. So go ahead, Kelly. Yeah, uh, Joel came on a couple of weeks ago. He was he's there filming uh, in D.C. and they had a meeting with a congressman named Louis Correa. He's out of Southern California. And this congressman, Democrat, he was listening, uh, listening to the concerns. A lady presented that, hey, my daughter was 19. She took the shot. And now she's almost crippled. She couldn't even move her fingers. Another guy, he was working two, out two, two days, two hours a day, five days a week, and he got the shot. So he's expressing this to Mr. Korea, Congressman Korea, and he was listening. It was really encouraging. And then um, – they had a doctor explaining pressure from the medical boards, and this congressman was actually listening. So I'm starting to read some of the comments uh, down below as I'm listening to this, I would say, what, 40-plus 40, 40 minute interview. And, yes, he was listening, but one of the comments was, I am shocked at how clueless this guy is. He's out of touch with what's really going on, and he started defending vaccines to some degrees. And, and this congressman said, well, what are the majority of the doctors saying? Oh, they're safe, and they're – and then the doctor that basically couldn't keep his job because he wasn't vaccinated, he said they're pressured to keep their jobs. They're pressured to do this. They're pressured to do that. And pharmacists are getting in the way of the doctor-patient relationship. There's all sorts of really strange stuff going on here. And uh, the, the doctors that are against the, the COVID shots and the mandates, um, they're quite researched and not really getting funded, even losing their jobs. And I could see the congressman, was he was listening, and he, he was wanting more information from people and give your phone number to my aide, and so you can get me more information about this. So that was encouraging, but what's discouraging is how our elected officials just what do they spend their time on how to get reelected i mean 
So who knows how many congressmen are going to become awake. Jim Jordan out of uh, Ohio, of course. Robert, you're in Ohio. You know that. He has vowed to investigate um, COVID, and that would, of course, take the Republicans taking the House. They're vowing to take the House and the Senate, and then they're going to investigate COVID. Well, that would be really good if they do and expose a lot of things that a lot of people that are studying this have figured out. Um, what's frustrating is how slow government moves, though. So anyway, I just, you know, what's your thoughts on on all that, Robert? Well, first, let's go ahead. You know, I, you do know I like to bring things over to our, our you know, callers first. So let's go ahead and bring Bill in to the roundtable first. Go ahead, Bill. Um, well, what's that? With the COVID thing, um, I know I'll never take it. I mean, go ahead to lock me up or shoot me. Um, and they keep – what got me was they they claim, oh, well, you know, first they would come out with this, oh, it's 100% safe and 100% effective. Well, then they start having people who got exposed that were dying. And the one, like I said, there was a Christian video we watched where the lady's daughter who was in perfect health, and now she's almost an invalid. And it's just like they're they're so stupid about it that if 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 I stuck if I stuck a hundred guns on a table and one of them has a bullet and I say okay there you go okay you have to pick one of those guns and pull the you know put it to your head and pull the trigger that's how I look at it it's like I could I'm taking a chance of pulling the, being the one person that would negative negatively react to that and get the blood clots or get, you know, the adverse effects and dies. But then, and I've seen it at my work around, you know, family and other people. If, oh, if you don't take the shot, you're being really selfish and rude and you're a horrible person and you're not a Christian and, and you're, you're trying to expose, you know, expose us and you're trying to kill us. So then they make us out to be like we're, Ter- you know, biological terrorists, basically. So it, 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 this all ties back in, and with the government and their their greed. And what I'd like to know is, when COVID was first coming out, and I can't find the video now. I've looked and looked, but they were talking about how COVID, America had the patent on COVID, and. And because we know, we all know biological warfare is true, it's real, it's been done, it's still being done. And during the Obama administration with good old Uncle Joe uh, being vice president, they were supposed to destroy the virus as part of the War Treaty Act with our with our ever-beloved Russia. And And then Obama... Not to bring, not to get too deep into the religious aspect of it, but Obama is in fact not a Christian; he's a Muslim, and their, you know, their beliefs are we are the enemy, and he wants to take the world over. And if he could win the world over for Allah, he becomes the new Messiah of Islam, and that ties in with all this crap too. I mean, it's and it, what was funny during that time? That's when. Obama and Fauci did visit the Wuhan lab, and they put up a different picture online 
of a different lab that they went to, and they're like, oh, but to see, that's wrong. All you conspiracy people are nuts because that's not the lab. That's not Wuhan lab. But they did go to Wuhan lab, and the next thing you know, they donate $8 million to the lab. What's up with that? You know, are they trying to do the ever popular, uh, you know, cut the population thing? Uh, less population means more money for the filthy rich. Back to the greed and the money. Where do we go? You know, I just think, I think the whole world system is breaking down, and the we're back to all the upper up people, the Pelosi's and Schumer's and the big politicians who are so corrupted with money and greed. They don't want to let off their money, and they're they're not going to stop at anything, including killing people, which is exactly what's going on. People are getting killed over their greed, and we have to ride this roller coaster, and I'm not sure if we can get off of it. And you know, in my book, there's only there's only one 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 person that can solve this whole thing, and he's not coming back for a little bit yet. So, and, and when he does come back, there's going to be a lot of heads rolling. But like I said, I don't want to go too deep into the religious aspect. But that it's so deep and so evil and so greedy that all the righteous people, all the people who try to stand up for what's right, is being made out to be the evil people, just like the Bible says. And and it's so deep and so bad and corrupt. God's the only one who can come back, you know, send his son back to change things. And, you know, for the people who don't believe in God, I feel sorry for them, but, you know, it's it's going to boil down to that. We're, we're that deep into it, and no one else, none of us all get together. It doesn't matter. They just kill us all off. So we have to ride this roller coaster and pray and hope for the best. Well, I mean, a couple of things with COVID. I mean, I'll never, you know, I'll never take the vaccine either. And I, I wonder how many people are having, you know, vaccine remorse because they're like, man, I, I took this vaccine. I mean, they might not, you know, especially you know, later on. I mean, I can see uh, later on a lot of, uh, you know, commercials, you know, 20 years from now. If you took the COVID-19 and you had this or this or that happen, then call us at Elk and Elk and you can <laughs> – you know, call our lawyers for this class action lawsuit or something like that nature. But anyway, uh, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not vaccinated. My family's not vaccinated. We're not going to. Uh, I think it's proving out that it was bunk anyway for a number of reasons. I mean, and, and then the, even worse, to try to force people into taking it. I mean, I equate that to medical rape. I mean, think about it. I mean, you're violating yeah, exactly. someone's body by penetrating them. Injecting, you know, chemicals and cells into their bodies without their consent. Now, if that's not a description of rape, I don't know what is. Uh, so that's how I view, uh, you know. And then you got, you know, the COVID vaccine. And then you got, you know, groups like here in Ohio trying to get a ballot initiative uh, for what's, you know, for House Bill, something like House Bill 248, which is to keep uh, businesses and uh, the government from, you know, discriminating against people who didn't have the vaccine or forcing them into it or, you know, by threatening their employment by not taking out this, uh, you know, by not taking this vaccine. And then you have a Republican, you know, attorney general in, in Yost continually, 
uh, turning down the, the signatures and turning down the petition uh, to get it on the ballot, frankly, until the time runs out where you can't get it on the ballot. I, I, I mean, it's like here's a Republican attorney general, and the thing is that the only way to combat these people, at least, you know, until, the, you know, the time Bill's talked about, you know, whenever, if ever that, that happens, is that uh, it's, going to t- it's going to be up to us. I mean, I think we can do it. But I think we need to, you know, I, I, yeah, I think people or more people are waking up, and I think we need to get to it. Uh, I think we need to adopt some of the tactics of the left. Uh, I mean, we need to get into the streets en masse. I mean, we really do. And I've mentioned this on other shows. I mean, look at, you know, look at where, you know, they've uh, positioned themselves. I mean, they position themselves to be the, you know, positions of influence, the media, academia, uh, entertainment. Uh, you know, that's where, you know, social work, I mean, that is where the liberals are finding themselves. Now, you know, conservatives, we're the cause of the, of the nation. You know, we're the workers. We're the, what keeps the country running. Uh, but you have the, the liberals who are the ones who are the, you know, the mind influencers, the ones who control the information. And we really need to find, a, you know, find ways to expose you know, what these people are, are, are doing, you know. I mean, just look what they're doing. Uh, uh, <clears throat> you, you've got uh, here in Ohio, you have AT&T and Cincinnati Bell, you know, dropping Newsmax, you know, because they don't want their point of view out there. Uh, and then you have uh, DirecTV, uh, where they're dropping One American News. And my, my thing to that is, well, you know what, you drop them, we're dropping you, and that's exactly what me and my family did. Uh, we don't have, you know, we don't have AT&T or Cincinnati Bell anymore. We dropped them as our internet provider. Uh, we dropped DirecTV, which we had DirecTV for 24 years, but we dropped DirecTV. Say, look, you know, we're going to go with someone else because you know you drop one American News, we're dropping you. Now, we don't have as many channels available to us, and you know, the the really the the user friendliness of who we got now isn't as nice, but it, you know it's worth it because I mean we got to start standing on principle, and so that's what we you know we're going to have to do more of, and get, I mean cause, you know and that's what they do. We need to you know community organize uh, the way the Democrats. I'm uh, you know I'm running for yeah, precinct executive, uh, in my, in our precinct, and I was you know looking up uh, some things on that online, and you had all kinds of sites you can go to like, oh, become a precinct executive for the Democrat Party and, you know, I mean, just it was all, you know, de- you know Democrat grassroots. I mean, the, the Republicans aren't that, you know, need to get better with the grassroots. And I do see other uh, callers on the line. If you'd like to chime in, uh, just uh, push the one on your number dial and I'll get you in. And for those who are listening uh, on a, from the link uh, or on one of the other uh, platforms that you can hear the show, uh, give us a call at 347-945-7428, and uh, we'll get you uh, into the show if, you, if you'd like to you know, participate. But anyway, so, I mean, we do, we need to adopt some of their tactics uh, in, in order for us to be successful. And, again, you know, you know if, right, if, if something happens to Clarence Thomas, you know, well, again, you know, somebody who needs to keep a, a sharp eye on him uh, – then maybe the Republicans should start, maybe, you know, again, in fact, the course, and I've never, speaking of the course, and Kelly, I want to bring this question to you, 
is that I mean I don't I don't <clears throat> I don't believe in a in a nine court. I think it should be ten and ten. I really do. I think the fairest way to have the court, the law, you know, is to have an even number, you know, ten or twelve. Let's say twelve, right? Let's say twelve, and then and then and have it split down the line. You have you know, six liberals and you have six conservatives. Uh, I mean, I think that would be the best way. I mean, because they're supposed to interpret the law fairly, right? Uh, the Constitution. So I think having like a twelve. You know, 12 justices and, and, and say, look, you know, you have to keep it status quo, you know, where it's six, you know, what, what would be six conservatives and six uh, liberals uh, on the court. Because, I mean, ha- having this, you know, you know one uh, view, you know, dominates for a while and the other view, I just, I just don't think that does anything good for America. Well, what, what do you think, uh, Chip? What do you think, Kelly? Well, odd number is always good for a tiebreaker that makes, you know, structurally it's set up that way. The Supreme Court wasn't well, always I know, nine but I don't justices. Well, I know, that does very good. Yeah, I mean. We're so partisan right now. You know, I mean, just wait, uh, you know, just with the swing of the pendulum. Go ahead. I think uh, our country started out with, I want to say, I think it was five. Supreme Court justices, and then uh, FDR, he kept stacking the court. That's how we ended up with nine. And that's why the was it the 27th Amendment, where two-term president, a constitutional amendment, that's where it came from, because um, FDR was, was stacking the Supreme Court. And uh, so Congress responded, no, we ain't doing that. And there are some surprises with the Supreme Court. Uh, William quick, o. Kelly, Douglas. Real quick, Kelly. But that's what, that's what I'm saying. If you if you have an even number and you have the same amount of liberals and you have to have if you have to have the same amount of liberals and have to have the same amount of conservatives, then it doesn't matter if you stack the court because you can put you know fifty judges on there, but the makeup of the court is still going to be the same. So that that I would I would think that would alleviate any desire to try to uh, to stack the court because it wouldn't make any difference. Well, that would have to be in the Constitution that, you know, it would have to be in the Constitution. It's not. So the liberals pick their liberal justices and the conservatives pick theirs. And what's encouraging is sometimes, actually many times over the years, the left and the right do get together and agree on certain things of of freedom and liberty. Um, They really do. But then there's, you know, so... Recently, I'd have to dig into that one. Um, let's see. Sessions versus DeMeo was a surprise, but that was a, a 5-4. Um, the new justice, um, what was his name? He was a surprise to everybody, but it wasn't about, see, in, in uh, DeMeo, people wanted him deported. <clears throat> they wanted him deported, but the Supreme Court said, no, there's bigger issues here. The issue of clarity in the law. The law was unclear, and so they did not depart deport him. But that was a good case precedence. Um, Gorsuch was the the swing vote on that one. But the Democrats were uh, along with him, saying, "Yeah, you can't have arbitrary laws because once you have an arbitrary law, 
that leaves the police um, open to interpretation. The, the, the law enforcement has to figure out how this is to be enforced or not. What's the meaning of this law? And then the courts, it's, they have to struggle with what, what did this law mean also. So <clears throat> the ruling there with the left and Gorsuch getting together was we need clear, specific laws. And even Gorsuch wrote that um, one of the reasons why we left Great Britain in 1776 is because the laws were arbitrary, which resulted in oppression. Um, William, William O. Douglas, he was uh, 60s and 70s, he wrote some very good things about uh, liberty and freedom as well, except he was a liberal, and um, I think Souter replaced him. But anyway, he, yeah, the and I've said this a number of times, without the Supreme Court, we probably would have lost our country by now. Um and if you read Supreme Court cases, it gets absolutely fascinating at the reasoning and the, and the logic and what they're thinking. And then you will have dissenting opinions. And those get real interesting, too. Um, for example, in U.S. versus Williams, it was a 6-3 on exculpatory evidence. And they affirmed the grand jury's independence, but that was a 6-3. In the dissenting opinion, you see some of the left, they were saying, oh, no, uh, the grand jury has always been part of the courts, that, and that's not true. They were misinformed. Uh, and so you're looking at dissenting opinions on different court cases. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. And how much does the Supreme Court listen to each other? I don't know. But Trump did appoint, I think it was 200 federal judges, to most of any president in our nation's history. Um, Trump's more of, I would say, more of a populist than he is a conservative. He appeals to the conservative vote, obviously. He might have some conservative views, but it'll be interesting to see how the courts are going to operate in the next 5, 10 years, uh, even 20 years, because these 200 judges, some of them are uh, one or two, maybe three, may end up on the United States Supreme Court. Are they going to be fair, balanced, and objective? the rule of law, the Constitution, and liberties, or are they going to have an agenda? I think Trump uh, made sure that some of these didn't have agendas. A number of them were not having political agendas or legislation from the bench. So I guess we're just going to have to see. By the way, i got a funny I can read to you if you, uh, or if you want to get some comments from others, and then, but i got a funny from the Babylon Bee if you want to hear it. Oh yeah, certainly. Yeah, and uh, Bill's uh, call dropped. He may uh, call back in, but uh, but we'll see. Go ahead. All right, this is Babylon B, which, as you know, they're complete satire. The stuff they write right. is, is so uh, ridiculously unfactual. They make it that way so you realize, oh, we're just teasing, we're goofing around. This is a spoof. So um, this is. This is just in uh, yesterday. No, yeah, yesterday. Exclusive, the Babylon Bee has obtained copies of Hunter Biden's Google search history. (laughs) uh, The United States, Hunter Biden's laptop has been validated by major news sources. And the Babylon Bee has secured an exclusive look at the Google search history therein. Our team of bee experts has been analyzing the search history for a couple of minutes 
And we are now ready to share the less horrifying ones with the world. Uh, these are quote-unquote searches. All right, find old laptop. Where is Margaritaville? What does a board of directors do? What is oil? Hunter Biden, <laughs> a Star Wars story. There will be blood cliff notes. Barisma, barista difference. <laughs> uh, how much coca yummy is too much cocaine? How much cocaine is too much cocaine? That's kind of a joke. Didn't smell very well. Are Twinkies from frosting inside of them? What is Obama's last name? Can you get in trouble for taking bribes? Uh, interstate ending explained. Interstellar. Interstellar ending explained on Reddit. I don't know what that is. How to find multiple lost laptops. <laughs> Can you? <laughs> President's son, average salary. Epstein <clears throat> uh, Island flight plus Southwest Airlines. How to tell someone you know has dementia. Hey, Siri, find my old lap. Top. <laughs> All right. Anyway, there's a bunch more. Uh, why am I in a bathtub? Okay. <laughs> if you sleep, <laughs> is the food good in jail? Laptop repair near me. Okay, enough of that. But it's just kind of cute. Uh, if you watch Babylon, if you if you want to laugh, you can just <laughs> look up Babylon B, and their stories are just funny. Yeah, they do have some. They do have some funny. They do have some funny uh, articles there. You know they got kicked off of Twitter, don't you? What's that? Babylon B got kicked off of Twitter. Oh, really? Are you serious? They uh, named somebody as um, Man of the Year when they're Babylon B calls this person Man of the Year when they. Because they express themselves as a woman, uh, Richard Raskin, <laughs> is that right? Who now goes by the name of Rachel? But Babylon B's Man of the Year, and uh, Twitter got all upset about that, and they—I mean, it was actually respectful of him, but dude looks like a lady, and uh, so Twitter said, "Oh." We're done with Babylon B. You can't be on our Twitter anymore because you said man of the year when he's identifying himself as a woman. That's just so whacked out. Well, I tell you what, we uh, just kind of looking over this article I got here for. Um, you know, this was uh, you know, posted today. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't. I mean, how much are you following, Kelly? The uh, you know the different trials and things of January sixth. And I'll be honest, for the most part, I really haven't been following a lot of it. Um, you know, because frankly, I, I I know it's I know it's BS, and it just it just you know angers me to no end, especially with them trying to. You know, you know, call it an insurrection. Well, we we know it's not. And I found it interesting that, you know, one of the arguments for us to say it wasn't an insurrection. No one's even been charged with sedition. And then shortly after, you know, we start making those complaints that people start getting charged. Now, not I don't know if anyone's been convicted of sedition yet, 
uh, but then they started actually charging people for it. So, you know, I think they got wind that people, you know, knew it was BS. And they said, oh, okay, well, we got to charge some people with sedition just to make it look like this is uh, legitimate. We have a narrative. Um, the left says control the narrative. Um, people that are libertarians like me, we don't like that word control, but they they'll they'll say it, they'll preach it, they'll teach it. Control the narrative, really? Hmm, interesting. So yeah, they had a narrative. They had, um, and I've seen the effect with liberals. Oh, it was treason, it's sedition, and and oh, that's right, they tried to impeach uh, Trump again. You know, from that. It's mind-blowing to the limits that they'll go to. It's it, it's crazy. Yeah, well, they know, you know, as I, I think Bill pointed out earlier, that, I mean, they know in 2022 that he said their, their goose is cooked. Um, I mean, I, I just can't imagine how much, you know, frankly, cheating and chicanery that they would have to come up with to just not be, as I said, I think it's going to be a, a red reckoning, uh, you know, in November. I mean, they would have to do some massive amounts uh, of, of cheating. Of, of course, some are saying that they're going to try to bring lockdowns back so they could get the uh, the drop boxes again uh, around election time. But, I mean, if that were to happen, though, I mean, would that not be so transparent that people would be like, okay, we know this is BS, that they try to do that, you know, in, you know, in the fall? Like, oh, well, we got another strain of COVID coming, so now we got to shut things down and we got this election. I mean, for one, to, uh, you know, for one, I think people are going to be like, okay, this is BS. And then two, I think it'll bring people back around and say, well, wait, 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 wait a minute. How come this stuff keeps happening around elections? <laughs> you know what I mean? So, you know, I, I think they'll, I, I, you know, again, I think they're they're, they're getting desperate. Uh, but you know what they say about a desperate animal once it's once it's cornered. That's why I think, you know, they're, they're going after people like our guest tonight. Oh, yeah. I mean, and think about, it. He's one of, think about it. He's one of the lucky ones. I mean, he was able to get, you know, you know he, he only spent a, a, a short period of time in jail. There's still people still uh, in there. Yeah, I've heard about that, and that's got to be frustrating, post-bail or whatever. Oh, boy. Um, hey, I got to knock off it a little before 7. I thought I'd let you know about that. Oh, no, that's okay. I, we were thinking about doing a, an abbreviated session tonight anyway because, as I stated earlier, uh, I am uh, running for a precinct executive. And so uh, th- this may be something that's more common uh, to do an abbreviated version until then uh, because I'll be working on my campaign. Uh, <laughs> so uh, here until the primary in May, uh, we may see you know, some shortened versions of the show. Um, so we only got 12 minutes left, and so let's go ahead and just got to knock off. Uh, I got we'll do some closing comments, and then we'll uh, go from there. You want me to start closing or you're clo- okay? Yeah, go ahead your closing <laughs> comments, right? Well, we just got to keep we got to keep trying. I I want to hear more about the precinct strategy on your show, and another day, of course. Um, but you're. You got a list of from the republic. Who is a Republican in your precinct? And then you basically go knocking on doors or calling people. Pretty much your strategy. 
Well, I mean, I've got, I mean, you know, most people with the precinct, they are, um, they're, they're, they, they run pretty much unopposed because, I mean, you just have a small area. Uh, that you're that you're really running. It's not a, not a pretty at least in my locality. It's just, it's not a you know a, a large area. So I mean, there's a lot of times when you know someone goes unopposed. Okay, uh, but not in my case. Uh, this is my first time running running, and I'm actually running against a well-known person in this area. Uh, the, the they just happen to live in my precinct. <laughs> So yeah, because of that, because they have such – well, not even the candidate, the candidate's husband. Well, and the candidate, too, does. I mean, I'm not going to take anything away from the candidate. But their husband also has even more name recognition than, than that person does, than she does. So, you know, I'm going to have to, you know, work harder uh, to get my, my name and, I guess, my face out. Cause now I've had them had pictures taken, which you know I don't like doing that. Um, but uh, I had my picture taken so we can, um, you know, I guess, you know, for flyers and door hangers and things of that nature. There's a few events uh, that I'm, I'm working on, uh, going to. I'm, I'm, I've been actually making some calls for some endorsements, uh, sent out some emails. I haven't heard from the emails yet. Um, that's one of the things I want to work on. I'm, I'm hoping to get a questionnaire uh, from an organization and, and be put on their their. Um, you know, their ballot list. I mean, that's really cool because um, the county convention is composed of the precinct chairs or precinct captains, and then they decide endorsements, and then they send people to the district um, convention and then the state convention eventually. Michigan had quite success, and liberty-minded people went and signed up as Republicans and even the uh, – what was it? Yeah, the chair of the Republican. This is many years ago. I think it was 12 or 14, 2012 or 14. But the uh, Republican chair of the Michigan party, um, he did not win because of this. Uh, he got replaced. So it, it's quite fascinating. The good old boys get out because the precinct strategy is used. It's one of the greatest uh, political strategies there is. People just don't know about it. So anyway, I wish our public schools would educate people on the necessity of a good government and uh, what the people can do instead of just taking it. Uh, that's for another day. Yeah, so let's see. We talked – all right, so kind of a quick summary. Um, I like that guest that you brought on. He explained what he saw. He observed something smells fishy about January 6th. Um, we got an agenda that's being pumped out. We got people who don't like socialism, and uh, I hope the American people can continue to become educated. I'm seeing an awful lot of people learning like they hadn't before. I hope a lot of people to start voting at least, register to vote. There you go, and uh, we'll just we'll just see where the red reckoning. I think that's the first. I think here on your show, Robert, is the first place I've ever heard red, the Red Reckoning. Maybe they said it before. I've dubbed that. That that comes from me. <laughs> okay, that's an original, the Red Reckoning. Yeah, I call it Yeah, so I want to... Well, you know, a lot of people... Uh, yeah, so I got... Um, 
Yeah, so you'll be, you hear the red wave, so. Okay, so the red reckoning because of the blue blundering? <laughs> well, no, I mean, works? people call it the red wave, but I mean, I'm, I'm saying it's going to be a reckoning come, you know, I, I'm a, I like the movie Tombstone, he's like, oh, it's not, it's a reckoning, so I kind of took it from that, to be honest. Yeah. All right, well, yeah, I want to hear your thoughts, and I'm ready to call the night. Well, I'm uh, actually, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, right now I'm uh, speaking with uh, or, or texting with uh, Stuart Battle. He's from the LaRouche organization. I'm first seeing if he's got any type of updates um, that he that he wanted to share. Um, let's see. Well, yeah, so I'm still working on, you know, getting some, you know, of course, some folks we're looking at getting on, um, you know, the gentleman from the Blaze, still, we're, we're, you know, reaching out to some candidates. Uh, now, I have been, to be honest, I have been busy uh, working on, you know, things for, for my campaign. So, unfortunately, that is taking some things uh, away, uh, you know, from, from times here. Uh, but, you know, there's only so many times of the day because, I mean, this isn't my – my day job. I mean, I, I still uh, you know, have to work the, the <laughs> you know, to make a living. Uh, so we could do, um, you know, so th- there's only so many times in the day. And unfortunately, I got to sleep, which I haven't been doing much of, uh, of that lately. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, that's uh, some of the things we're working on. That's what I've been working on. Uh, so we'll keep uh, you know folks updated, uh, and then we will get from there. Just still still waiting to hear back from Stewart to see if he'd like us to go into what we lovingly call Bard's Logic After Dark to see if he's got any updates. I know one of the things that uh, he's been following on and, and sending me some reports on, and you know I've, I've been reading is of course what's going on over in uh, Ukraine. Uh, so don't really know exactly. I, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of a tough. Uh, you know, tough call. I mean, you hate to see what's going over there. I mean, I still feel that, you know, I mean, Russia, I don't know if there was was provocation or not, uh, you know, Russia going into Ukraine, you know, you just, you know, but, and I'm not going to put it the way that uh, Harris did, like, oh, well, the big country is attacking a little country, and that's wrong. So, uh, didn't want to do that. Uh, But, I mean, I do still you know, think that, you know, Russia is the aggressor here because, I mean, they did, uh, okay. Okay, so, yeah, so we won't be uh, having um, Stuart Heath, but we're all, we're all, I tell you what, we are, I think we're, we're all busier than we ever have been. Uh, but anyway, so, yeah, we'll do an abbreviated version. I'm hoping to have that, that question eight, uh, questionnaire uh, so that I can work on that this evening because there is a deadline. Uh, that I got to get uh, get that in, but certainly uh, uh, glad to hear from you again, Kelly. For all those uh, who called in, listened to the show, uh, definitely uh, share the uh, the podcast with other folks, and we'll see you uh, see everyone next week. Uh, looking forward to that, um, and we will just you know move forward from there. Uh, definitely got uh, you know a, a group of people I've been working with uh, for the campaign, and then also working on you know getting onto the program. Uh, but yeah, let's watch. Let, let's watch for things and 
if there's anybody you want to get on, Kelly, of course, you're welcome to, to do so as well. Uh, and we will you know, certainly get them on to the, uh, the program. Uh, this is going to be in June, our, our 10th year, if you can believe that. You know, been on the air for, for 10 years. So, you know, I'm, I'm waiting to get the timing right to start, you know, getting folks together from, you know, way back when we first uh, on the show. I did reach out to uh, some, but, of course, when, you know, but it's been years since you've, you've talked to somebody. Not always like, uh, remember when we had, he's the author of Nazi Oats, uh, Mark Musser. Uh, we've had him on the show, been reaching, been reaching out to him. So hopefully we'll be able to you know, get him on uh, as well. But anyway, I'm going to uh, close things out, uh, and I will win tonight as I do every night. And that is with the song by Aubrey Ashburn. And you can hear, uh, well, she don't do her music anymore. She's actually doing art. That's right. <laughs> but we'll see you next time, folks. Uh, just put some good... Uh, you know, thoughts and prayers up for me so I could get this uh, campaign going because, uh, you know, I'm certainly got an uphill battle with that. So take care, folks. We will see you next time, and have a good night. Good night.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.